0: Welcome everyone to the AI in Business podcast. I'm Matthew DeMello, senior editor here at Emerge Technology Research. Today's guest on the program is Leonardo Lambert, Director of Commercial at Corti. Corti is an AI-driven software company that develops a digital assistant for augmenting medical caretakers in improving patient outcomes and in internal performance. Leonardo joins us on today's program to talk about the challenges facing caretakers in decreasing friction in the patient experience and the importance of a patient's first contact with a healthcare service funnel in ensuring the highest quality care. Without further ado, here's our conversation. We're taking a closer look at especially the patient experience from mostly the front end of the pipeline today. From your vantage point at Cordy, tell us about how we're seeing a better sense of the entire healthcare workflow with data and where we're seeing problems that are hampering patient experiences.
1: Yeah, it's a really uh, interesting question, Matthew. So what we're seeing right now, we're seeing a lot of challenges around cost control. We've seen a a lot of negative margins for, for hospitals over the past years, and that's been further compounded by COVID. So really what we're looking at is how we can look not just at bottom lines for hospitals and how we can help them with efficiency and delivering their services faster and more accurately. But we're also looking at how the decisions made early in the healthcare funnel impact down the road. So the the sort of longitudinal results that come from decisions and poor decisions that are made at the sort of intake stage of hospitals and healthcare systems. So what we're really seeing is that there is a huge burden on documentation. And there's always been a huge burden on on documentation and the development of health records has, has played a big role in that. But what we're seeing is that there's a huge amount of time which I spent typing up notes from consultations. And you can imagine a, a 30 minute, 40 minute consultation with a doctor, it contains so much content and so many key pieces of information that just can't be missed because later down the line, if that piece of information is missed, it could put that patient at risk. So there's a huge focus on doctors to have very complete documentation, and then also nurses. So nurses are typically predisposed to over-documenting, given that this is the, the way to keep patients safe, the best way to keep patients safe, as I mentioned, sort of later down the road. But what this really creates is a backlog. It creates a backlog, and, and we'll see that doctors and nurses are making shorthand notes and then, you know, at the end of their day, spending one hour, two hours writing up all of these notes in in great detail just to make sure that they capture everything. So on the one hand, it's a huge cost to have highly skilled people like doctors and nurses taking this time and using all this time to, to document. And on the other side, it really impacts patient experience. So you can imagine you're speaking with your doctor and you can hear them typing away notes in the background. This sends a message to a patient, and it really harms patient experience when they feel as though the focus isn't on them. So as well as the upfront cost in in their time, it can also harm patient experience, which can have more long-term impacts on health systems as a whole.
0: And the long-term impacts include caregiver burnout, which I think a lot of listeners could read into in your last answer as the source there. But Often, I feel, you know, in, in terms of conversations in healthcare, you know, administrative costs are, are such an, a low hanging fruit in terms of the caretaker burnout conversation. And something else that we hear a lot about in the healthcare space is that tech debt itself is such a source of caretaker burnout. What do you see as the sources in terms of how AI can address that problem of caretaker burnout?
1: Yeah. So we see burnout a lot across the healthcare space and it's in the news, it's doctors and it's nurses, but it's it's also lots of other areas, right? And wh- what we're seeing is that lots of the technologies that have been very quickly adopted by industries like finance, they've been more slowly adopted on the healthcare front. So lots of automation of, of simple tasks, automation of things like documentation, like we've spoken about, the healthcare industry can be very, very slow to adopt those. And there's lots of reasons behind that. Lots of reasons behind sort of patient confidentiality and a a very high burden that companies need to hit in order to be able to try and solve those problems. But what we're seeing is, is is a real shift and a real focus by large hospitals and health systems to address this because burnout is becoming such a huge problem. And what we're seeing is that the lack of staff, which are available and available to work due to burnout and churn and searching for new opportunities has meant that there's a, there's a big inflation in, in salaries and there's a massive deficit that is needed in the workforce. So really what we're seeing is that it's more out of necessity now. There's just simply not enough people. So tech needs to be used to plug in those gaps. So we, we had an opportunity where we could have adopted tech to support those which are you know on the brink of burnout. And now we're really in that reactive phase where there's no other choice but to adopt this new technology that is going to make them more efficient in the individual interaction and also make sure that they're making the right decision. Because if they're making the wrong decision, this causes huge inefficiencies for the the next rung in the the healthcare ladder. So you can imagine if we're sending, you know, 30% of cases unnecessarily to a doctor, there's gonna be a backlog there's going to be overworking just to process those cases when those cases should have been sent to pharmacies and nurses and care coordinators and other locations. So it's both the efficiency in the consultation and the day to day and also thinking about holistically the health system as a whole and how we can reduce strain on certain breaking points of that system.
0: Right, right. What drives so much of the tech debt at their fingertips and the administrative costs themselves are the systems you need to have in place to- to adjust to all of the acquisitions that have been in this space, kind of the layer cake of the state regulations, the federal regulations, where that susses out into the different organizations and who needs to share from different data lakes into what information EHR and a lot of HIPAA information is built around facilitating payments, not necessarily facilitating the robust sense of data. Are all of these things kind of inside of the both the caretaker brand burnout conversation, and kind of like the, the systemic top of the workflow frictions that we're seeing in the healthcare space.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think like this this fragmentation that, that you're speaking about is, is is so key to a lot of this. And what we've seen is that even in health systems, hospitals where they haven't made big acquisitions of, you know, completely different organizations, but they've just been, you know, gradually building an infrastructure. The way that technology has evolved over the past 50 years has been very piecemeal. It's just a, just a fact. So what we see is that even in organizations that haven't made acquisitions, they have many different systems with many very complicated integrations to allow them to talk to each other. And then when you do start to add these acquisitions, which are very, very common in this industry, you see even more systems and It becomes incredibly complicated for for any organization that wants to try and solve this fragmentation to know where to start. So what's really key for us is understanding what what are the priorities, where are the key blockers in individual hospitals and health systems, and how can we best address those with the technology that we have?
0: And in speaking of that technology, let's go back to the beginning in terms of what we were talking about in caregiver administrative costs, whether that's time spend or otherwise. Where are we seeing healthcare leaders use data tools to help caregivers keep their eyes on their patients?
1: Really good question, Matthew. So where we're really seeing this is we're seeing healthcare organizations start to really look at the data. They're starting to get tools which help them dive into where the true problems lie in their workflows. And this exposing all sorts of things which we're now seeing solutions for, like automated documentation for doctor workflows and certain copilots, which are being plugged in and used in, in various settings. So we're, we're really seeing that organizations are, are getting a better understanding of the data and uh, where the opportunities lie. And I feel like a, a really key next step that needs to take place is looking from problem to solution and we're seeing a real gap here in uh, organizations that are actually taking this data and these insights that they're beginning to generate and actually knowing how and where to plug in solutions and with a very tech and ai saturated market it's very difficult for them to identify what will really solve their problems and what they really need
0: Just in terms of the metrics here, it really seems like it's speed, accuracy, and efficiency of delivery. Where are we seeing the technology deliver on these metrics? And is there any that rise to the top in terms of the formula here and importance?
1: Yeah, really great question. So one thing to bear in mind here is that the scale of these organizations, so Lots of the largest health systems and hospital systems in the US have over 40, 50 million interactions each per year virtually with patients. And if we're looking at in person and virtual interactions, it's hundreds and hundreds of millions each. So the scale is huge. So small efficiency gains, small accuracy gains, they go a long way in moving the, the bottom lines for these organizations. So what, what we're seeing is that the, the main focus traditionally has been on efficiency and you can imagine saving a few seconds on 50 million virtual interactions has a big impact what we're really seeing now is a big focus towards patient experience there's lots of disruptors that have entered this space who are sort of tech first and very focused on on high experience and a very sort of interactive experience with patients, whether that's through apps or, you know, no call cues on uh, phone lines to speak with caregivers. And so what we're seeing is these larger, older healthcare organizations having to move very fast to optimize their patient experience. And lots of them are doing this in a, in a really powerful way, but the scale of their challenge is just enormous given the the number of patients that they cover and the number of interactions they cover. So some really innovative solutions are needed to, to help them get there.
0: Absolutely. We talked about fragmentation before, and yeah, that does cause a lot of inefficiencies. But I know from the data side, everybody's been looking at that Google memo about nobody having a moat and this kind of being fundamental, especially at the heart of a lot of generative AI technologies. But even when we take a step back and look at how Moats are just changing, I think, for larger organizations, especially in the healthcare space. But I think that also means a future where there's going to be more opportunities for them to partner with smaller, more nimble, dare we say agile organizations uh, that can deliver on these technologies but in that limited capacity where they're just pulling from that larger data lake that they need to transfer to digital. Is that where we're gonna more or less see the rumber hit the road in terms of that fragmentation loosening up?
1: Exactly. Exactly. You're you're completely right with that. And and what we've seen is that we had lots of these organizations which were, you know, very far behind before COVID. And what COVID really showed us, not just in healthcare, but also the, the world generally, is that a lot more could be done virtually. And a lot of those consultations that went virtual haven't gone back to physical. So what we're seeing now is these organizations waking up to this reality where they have a large degree of, of virtual, uh, often recorded consultations, which are ripe for improvement because it's tracked and it's measured and there's now data on it. So they're really looking to smaller, more nimble organizations who have you know, been researching and investing this and in trying to break in and and support this use case for a long time. They're really looking to those organizations to try and unlock the potential in all of these consultations which are now taking place in the virtual realm. So the opportunity is huge and uh, solutions are starting to be found, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah. And I think this runs counter to a lot of AI narratives around there's conversations about where the efficiencies are going to be. There's uh, conversations about where the blockages are going to be. But I think when you peel just the, the layer off underneath, you know, what a lot of the media is saying around. Hallucinations, or whatever is kind of the, the latest attention grabber. You see, actually, a lot in the future to be really optimistic about. And I think, you know, defragmentation, if I can call it that, in the healthcare space coming up, I, I think is a, is a reason to see some silver linings. Leonardo, thank you so much for being with us on today's show and finding those silver linings with us.
1: Thank you so much. Good time, Matthew. Great to be here.
0: Before we check out of today's episode, I know our listeners to the AI and financial services, that's our sister podcast, that program, listeners there are very familiar with my rants about the growing importance of service funnels, specifically the top of service funnels. And when patients or customers, depending on your sector, first interact with that service funnel, how much that's becoming important in ensuring Workflows and the integrity of services all the way down the line, thanks to technology. We're seeing this in insurance. We're seeing this in healthcare. I think you heard a lot about it on today's episode. We're seeing it across financial services. And I think it's time to, for lack of a better expression, at least come out of the medical closet when it comes to the relationship that healthcare has with financial services in taking cues when it comes to artificial intelligence. Again, a patient is not a customer. They are different workflows. But we wouldn't have patient experience today if it hadn't been for the inroads into customer experiences and customer journeys that financial services paved first in terms of how to use this technology to really guarantee an experience. And I think that needs a moment of pause. I think it needs a moment of maturity. I think it needs a moment of clarity in order to really glean the lessons and above all, make medical experiences as high quality as possible for patients, which I think you heard a lot on today's episode with Leo. On behalf of Daniel and the entire team here at Emerge, thanks so much for joining us today and we'll catch you next time on the AI and Business Podcast.